Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. And welcome in to the DMVR Fantasy Show. Andre Simone here. Justin Michael back. We're going audio only again. It has been crazy. Check out all the great stuff Justin and producer Kale especially are doing. Also, producer Kale flexing a bit on Twitter about his fantasy record. So shouts to that guy. He is the best. Justin, how are you doing? How is this realm of fantasy treating you? I'm doing good, man. I mean, I'm two and three in the DNVR league, which that's unfortunate. Mm. I have no running backs mm. and we can get into this a little bit. I'm to the point where I'm considering maybe trying to put Patrick Mahomes on the market just to uh, see if, you know, maybe add a quarterback and running back. Depend. I'm just going to float it out there, see what I can get. Uh, but I'm four and one in my big money league and I'm feeling pretty good about that. So, I, you know, this is, this is what it's all about. I'm, I'm still in it. It's the thick of the season relatively healthy which is not really the case across the league at the moment and we can yeah. dive into all that there's a lot of waiver wire pickups that people can prioritize but it's good man i i love this it just feels so good to have a normal season i've said this a million times but even from a fantasy perspective like last year was so weird yeah trying to you know like hopefully my quarterback doesn't get covid this week and you know <laughs> yeah. miss the next month or you know, hopefully the game doesn't get postponed. And then I play a guy who's like team doesn't even end up playing that week. It was wild, but I, I love it. And, I, and I'm glad to be back on the fantasy podcast. It's funny you say that because this kind of was a week where, um, I mean, obviously nothing's going to be horrendous like last year, but this was the first week where it was like, oh man, we've got some real injuries coming through. Um, which is why we've got some mega waiver talk to get into. But first, we're going to start with a little uh, bit of a warm up here because this is your idea. It's a great exercise. We're going to look at the top five scoring players at each of the major positions and guess who outside of those top fives can jump in by the end of the year. We are just talking to a uh, the head of DraftKings Sportsbook on DMVR bets. He, and, you know, he, he's so dialed in. He's the head of Sportsbook. So he is like a betters, betters, better. And he reminded us many times, you know, the NFL season is still very long. And there's an extra week this year. Yes. I mean, like, yes. 
we're not even a third of the way through the season yet. And, and there's a lot that can happen. There's a lot of teams I think that have flashed. I think there's some teams that have maybe, uh, it's been a little bit false, I guess, with their success. And I think they're going to mm-hmm. come back to, to earth a little bit. And yep. then there's teams like the Denver Broncos who are somewhere in between. Like, I, I don't think they're a bad team, but I don't think they're yeah. a great team that maybe some people were thinking they were after three and zero. but yeah, it's, it's early. It's week five. A lot can change from a fantasy perspective, especially like unless you're one in four and even at one in four, you still have a slim chance to turn it around if you really get hot. But don't don't get too high yet. That's what I keep telling myself. I'm four and one. I've won four straight. But there's always the, that humbling week coming right around the corner to always. knock you back down to earth. Always. I've had a ton of humbling weeks in our DNVR leagues. Had had some success at my other dynasties, but alas, not with the homies in the community. That figures right. Like the the dialed. DNVR league, both of us are struggling, and then the league, everyone's like, "Yeah, sure, you're doing well in exactly. your other league." No, I really am. I promise. <laughs> no one wants to hear it, Justin. What they want to hear is the top five running backs in fantasy five weeks in. You would not have predicted this, Derrick Henry. That you would have, Austin Eckler. I'll go by PPR, but even in standard leagues, Austin Eckler would be second. Corderell Patterson, absolute revelation. A guy who I'm in dynasty leagues where he's been batted around for high prices. Everyone had given up hope, and this is what Corderell is doing. Najee Harris, Zeke Elliott, fifth. Interesting, considering how Zeke's season started. Um so yeah, that's the top five. Not, not at all what you would have expected. And um, start us off. Who, who of the candidates outside of this group do you think will make their way in? I think the easy guys to look at are probably Nick Chubb and Aaron Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Jones, you know, I'm, he, he, especially in a PPR league, he's going to, he's going to rack up some points on the catches, but Nick Chubb, you know, we had some concerns, especially after Kareem hunt was getting all those touches and, and that still worries me a little bit, but he's running really, really well right now. And that's the foundation of that offense. I think he is going to get consistent touches, especially in the red zone, but uh, I'm actually going to go with Antonio Gibson, the Washington football running back Wow. one, just cause I think he has less competition. I mean, they do have McKissick, but I, I think he's going to get the more consistent carries out of those couple of guys. And you could throw Najee Harris in the conversation as well. He's yeah. probably going to get the most guaranteed touches, mm-hmm. but that offensive line sucks, man. They're terrible. Yeah. Those are some good ones right outside the top five is Kareem hunt who the fact that he's already six and a Nick Chubb injury could always be around the corner. The fact that Ezekiel Elliott, not necessarily always playing his best, is fifth and always an injury around the corner, potentially for Zeke. I think Tony Pollard would be a really sneaky outside the top five kind of guy. And um, man, if they can stay, if he can stay healthy, Joe Mixon, and we'll get into that on some of the waiver stuff is right up there among the rushing leaders. If he can just find a little more in that passing game and we know it's there, he could really make a huge jump. Um, and you know, they're another that, team whose offensive line worries me though. Fair. 
fair. I mean, very concerning. But some way, somehow, they're moving the chains enough. But, I mean, that's where the fact that Mixon's running relatively well. That's a good point, yeah. And underperforming in the receiving game, you'd think maybe they could do a little more of what was going on with, like, Jonathan Taylor in that Monday night game last night, you know, um, where they're at least getting that impact. And I, I just say don't sleep on Alvin Kamara, who still his stats are good, still hovering around the top 10. I think it's just a matter of unlocking him and figuring out that full offensive uh, firepower. But there you go. There would be some guys to kind of target if you're trying to sell. Um, I'll throw James you know, Robinson in that conversation as well. Just he, he's going to get the consistent touches and there's not really any competition in that backfield. Yeah, I worry just a smidge about ETN coming back. But yeah, you're right. I mean, not much competition. I, I also worry about a coaching change that could maybe Good point. change the hierarchy. That could definitely be right around the corner. Um, yeah, no doubt. Um, okay, top five wide receivers. Maybe more predictable, but still some surprises with Cooper Cup and Mike Williams. One and two wouldn't have seen that coming. Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams, three and four. Debo Samuel filling in on that fifth spot. Certainly some really high-end guys, but there's a lot of room for for the guys outside the top five to kind of fill that gap here. There's some talented dudes, man, when you look like six through 15. Yes. I mean, obviously, I think Justin Jefferson would be an easy pick. Um, Yep. I'm going to go Amari Cooper, though, on Dallas. He's just, he's balling out right now. And you could put CeeDee Lamb in this conversation, too. Like, either one of those guys could very easily be a top five fantasy receiver when it's all said and done. But Cooper is, I think, probably playing the best football of his professional career. Other than that stint, he got really hot with the Cowboys, like, right after they traded him after a slow start. But he's just so consistent. They're throwing the hell out of the football. And... This Cowboys offense is for real, man. They're they're legit. So I think they're going to be in every game, which means they're going to be throwing a lot. And I just I like Cooper's potential this year. All over the Cowboys offense, absolutely. I'd throw Ceedee Lamb out there, and um, I mean the way they are scoring, you have to say Justin Jefferson. You said it, but the Bills, you got to be buying stock in the Bills. I think Diggs could easily jump up. I um, hope so. As a Stefan Diggs fantasy owner. They're I mean, spreading I know, the ball around so much yeah. right now, though. That's the tough part. And yep. it's why they're so successful offensively. But I, I do think Diggs is due for a couple of breakout games. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, right now it's been a lot of Emmanuel Sanders and Dawson Knox, but you do think that Diggs's moment should just be around the corner. And I mean, with how they're putting up points. Like, uh, I mean, Marquise Brown is sixth right now. DJ Moore is at seventh. Like, it takes a couple weeks for him to close that gap and be right back. That's a good that point. Position. Yeah, it'll even out over the next couple of weeks. I'll Maybe not top five, but Cortland Sutton might be a top 10 guy when it's all said and done if he keeps getting these this many deep targets. Like, he's coming down with everything. I'll tell you what. Sneaky, the addition of someone like John Brown who completely changes the spacing of how uh, secondaries have to respect that kind of speed, which of course they lost. With you can't the shade him to, with the safety as much. Yeah. If you've got John Brown going over the top and Cortland one-on-one, like good luck. 
exactly. And I mean, not to disregard Tim Patrick, who on a go route, I, I certainly wouldn't want to mess with, um, with his length. Um, so yeah, yeah. I think that that's a sneaky pick, but if I'm all in on the Cowboys offense, the Broncos offense is a one that I am, uh, tepid on to say the least i think that's fair of the season we started it off we've got 12 more weeks right it's wide open no need to make some sweeping judgments that's the whole point of this argument so not here to be a negative nancy but yeah it's just tough when you see how explosive some of these offenses are Uh, around the league like and all these quarterbacks denver passed on and but that's something we can lament on the draft pod. So we'll keep it fun. Keep the fantasy talk rolling. That's exactly right. Who somehow has managed to keep it fun is Tom Brady, who is the number one quarterback in fantasy right now. Did not see that coming. Um, I know we had some people joking with us that they like drafted Tom Brady late and we're like going to trade him four weeks in or something. Well, now's your time he's been an absolute monster i wouldn't flip him though patrick mahomes two lamar jackson three and the numbers lamar has put up have been bonkers josh allen justin herbert four five and i mean allen's just heating up herbert's coming off a game where they they scored 40 points and we could see that happening again in back-to-back weeks they've got some juicy matchups over there not to mention they'll, they'll be in shootouts with the chiefs twice a year so uh, Herbert certainly up there as well, but um, man, so many options to pick from here as far as guys that could sneak into the top five when this is all said and done. I've let you start off on the last few. I will start this one because I talked up Dallas. I've mentioned players for the Cowboys in every other position. Absolutely have to get in on Dak Prescott here. I just think the trajectory they've got. And I mean, man, you just can't disregard that NFC East schedule. You just cannot disregard that NFC East schedule. When you're able to pick on teams like that, Dak's going to be really looking good. And it always helps that you're surrounded by other potential fantasy stars on that offense. He's also one of those dudes that, and there's no like statistical correlation to this that I looked up or anything. This is just based on watching him a lot. He always seems to play his best football in primetime games. And every single one of those games, like every NFC East game is the, you know, game of the week on Fox or it's Sunday night football. So not only is he going to be playing bad teams, he's going to be doing it like in a setting where he always seems to thrive. Again, this is just like, there's no, science behind this or anything like that but i do think there are some quarterbacks that just play better in those moments like aaron Rodgers is one of those guys he lives for sunday night football games they're gonna he's gonna ball out he's he's so good man he's again getting back to quarterbacks the broncos passed on but um i'm gonna throw kirk cousins out there yeah because i just love this vikings passing offense and i think with dalvin cook being somewhat questionably healthy moving forward it just kind of feels like a no-brainer. They've got the talent at the outside. Mattinson's a nice little bat coming out of the backfield. Oh it gives you a really Oof. versatile option. Um, the Vikings, are they're, they might win that division. But they had a slow start, but they played some good teams. Uh, there's some sneaky value on them for sure. Um, and, I mean, if we're going to talk about the NFC North, you got to kind of circle Aaron Rodgers as another potential guy who could rise up into the top five there 
um, at this position. And uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be kind of a war because we we've had some just phenomenal quarterback play as of late. You want to do tight ends. I'm assuming tight end will be a much harder exercise where you have Travis, Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Dawson Knox, Dalton Schultz. That's a shouts surprise. to the Cowboys offense and Darren Waller. I think Kyle Pitts is probably again. They, they yeah. seem to finally tar- yep. start targeting him these last couple of oh, weeks. He went off. Yeah, absolutely. And um, he's just like the best player they have. So he, he kind of feels like in, like he's big. I don't Hunter Henry, maybe the Patriots, they kind yes. of are starting to get the tight ends involved a little bit. Me I too. like his game. Um, and again, like Mac Jones going back to Alabama, he'll just take what the defense is giving you and like having a reliable tight end in a, in their system is is awesome. Like as much as I hate Patriots running backs, I love like Patriots slot receivers and tight ends. Absolutely. And they, he is aided by the fact that they don't really have any wide receivers. Jacoby Myers yeah. is also actually a top 20 guy in PPR. Um, they just don't have anyone else. They don't have anyone, man. So Henry's actually going to be pretty heavily featured right here. So yeah, I think, and he's just now starting to pick it up. So I do think that um, he's, he's kind of, it's kind of two obvious picks there and um, man, the Kittle stuff stinks. That's one of those injuries that's been killing me. So what can you do? Titan's brutal in fantasy. I mean, I think everybody knows that if you don't have, I guess there's been five guys this year. Usually it's more like three and it'll probably be more like three when the season's all done. A couple of these guys will come down to earth, but if if you don't have one of those top guys, basically everybody else is going to be relatively comparable, at least in, in a season sample size, you know, somebody will go off, have a couple of touchdowns and then, somebody else will just be a solid bunch of catches guy. But when it's all said and done, they're going to have the same amount of points. That's exactly right. Yeah. It's uh, it's always tricky. And I probably got caught prioritizing those a little too much, waiting a little too much on quarterback and man, the running back and wide receiver injuries have just been brutal. Um, So what hasn't been brutal is using DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook in all the land. Justin knows this well. He's been raking in big parlays. Uh, my man's just like on fire with his college football picks. Obviously, now they have uh, same game parlays where uh, you can just boost your odds left and right. They've got a deal right now for new users. Bet $1 to win 100 on the NFL. I think they're doing the same for the MLB postseason, if you're into that. I've got some intriguing bets tonight. The NHL kicks off tonight with uh, the NBA starting off next week. It's never been a better time to be a sports better, and no one treats you better than DraftKings Sportsbook with all the deals, how easy the app is to use. Just what a great resource you have with all the lines they provide. I'm a guy who goes deep. I bet on division two soccer in Italy and Euroleague basketball and Italian basketball and European volleyball. And I can tell you, I shop around many different books. No one treats me better and no one provides more lines on everything that I seek out. 
than the good people at DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that promo code DMVR. Bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. It's promo code DMVR this week. And uh, yeah, must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, Justin, let's get into it because... Let's do it. There were some crappy injuries this week, um, for lack of a better term. Just some some disheartening injuries, frankly. Um, Saquon being the first one. And so I ask you, would Devontae Booker be your number one priority and on this waiver wire and i assume he is because you started the show by kind of mentioning the running back injuries you were dealing with yeah i mean i think anytime you have an opportunity and first off it's heartbreaking that this keeps happening to saquon because he is well generational type athlete so fluidly talented and he's just had some horrible breaks but Devontae's a guy that it never really clicked in denver consistently but he did some nice things with the Raiders. You know, I he's going to get a lot of touches because they don't have anybody else. So, yeah, I mean, if you're a guy like me looking for running back, I think he's probably your top option. I'd throw Alex Collins, the Seattle running back out there as well. Chris Carson. Chris Carson's health huge. is kind of a question. And obviously, Russell Wilson being down, they're going to want to lean on that run game. So even if Carson plays, I think they're going to need multiple backs to make an impact for him. But, yeah, not a... It was, it was got real this weekend. It was like we said, it was kind of a nice start that opening month in Denver. We had some brutal injury luck, but across the league, it wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. And we're starting yeah. to see some superstars start to go down. hundred percent. I really think, um, I, so you're right about Booker at the very least, he's going to be, a an RB two or um, flex option for you just because currently they have no one. Last year when Saquon went down, I was way more bullish about Wayne Gallman, whose talent I just believe in more. Now, Booker House looked better. He looked much better, frankly, with the Raiders last year. He's just getting more touches. On the Giants, I might prioritize Kadarius Toney, who had a breakout totally. week. I had I just signed him as well. It's a great pickup. Um, you know, he's... For people who don't know his game and kind of for like he think of him as like a Reggie Bush, Alvin Kamara, Percy Harvin. I was gonna say Harvin. Yeah. Um Percy Harvin's a good one. He is it's not Saquon so much, but he's filling that gap for that lack of playmaking talent. And the fact that Sterling Shepard, a guy that I was talking up just a couple weeks ago on the show, or even Darius Slayton are dealing with injuries. So Tony is a guy you want to look at. And I think Daryl Williams for the Chiefs, it's uh, looking like an MCL for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I don't know that, I mean, Clyde Edwards did have that good showing just a week ago, so you like to see that, and it's disheartening, um, you know, that that went down. But um, I I think that, honestly, Daryl Williams could kind of take over the spot for good. And, I think um, he probably will. It's not like we've seen much out of Clyde Edwards Lair on this point, but again, it's just I got serious concerns about that Kansas City offensive line. Hilaire hasn't what hasn't been good, but he hasn't had much to work with either. And that's why I'd probably prioritize both the Giants guys 
and even Alex Collins in Seattle over him, at least for this week long term. I, I agree that he's probably a, a better pickup just because he's probably going to be their running back one when it's all said and done. But Chiefs running backs, it's been a, it's kind of like the Patriots running backs. They just, they give like four guys carries and it's always hard to guess which one of these dudes is going to be their fill in guy. But we'll see. Williams has flashed at moments. I mean, he was pretty good in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, really with these guys, you're with those situations, you're um, laying out. What's so frustrating is you're put in a situation where you're just rolling the dice and hoping you've guessed correctly on the one guy who gets that touch in the red zone at the two yard line, because that's going to be the separator at the end of the day when you're just mixing it up. Now, the lack of depth, I do think Daryl Williams might be a little more reliable um, the other Williams in Chicago with David Montgomery going down has been all the rage kind of a week ago. Lots of Khalil Herbert buzz, though. The rookie from uh, Virginia Tech. He's fun, man. He's shown some things. And that Bears offense, say what you will, but with Justin Fields, they seem to have been figuring out some stuff. Also, the North, like... They're all teams you can put points up against. Um, yeah, nobody's stopping anybody. All those games are like uncharacteristically high. It might, when the weather gets cold and some of these like Chicago games late in the year or Minnesota, even maybe it evens Minnesota out a little bit. Detroit, they're in domes, you know. Isn't Minnesota Green, open field now? Green Bay's team sucks. Oh, I thought they had the adjustable, but I hadn't considered I hadn't considered the added weather factor in Minnesota. Um, that's true. That's true. But regardless, with fields, what we saw against the lines, I think, can be replicable to some extent. And um, I, I like that Williams kid, but I, I'll keep Khalil Herbert under a close eye on him, especially in my dynasty leagues. Um, one waiver pickup that might be intriguing because Damon Harris keeps having fumbling issues um, is preseason darling Ramondre Stevens, the former big back out of Oklahoma. Um, you know, fun to watch. I just on principle, I won't take Patriots running backs. I've lost on this so many times going all the way back to like when they were like Corey Dillon, yeah. Lawrence Maroney days. Like it's just you, such a frustrating process. I am with you. He is 100%. good though. And he's a beast. I mean, you, the dude's all biceps. So like I could see him being a reliable red zone guy. Well, that's the thing. What if he became, yeah, but you know, when they had like LeGarrette Blunt, it never quite like not since Corey Dillon was the featured back for the Patriots. Did you have a, you know, boy, that did I date myself there? Um, Yeah. So I just don't, I just don't, I don't love it. I like a lot of the guys we've thrown out a lot more, even like Herbert. I think I would probably be willing to take a flyer on just because I like the upside of it. Yeah. Um, let's, let's throw a couple of receivers out because I, I think Hunter Henry on the Raiders is a solid pickup. He's one of the better slot guys in the league. And we see this from time to time. Sometimes quarterbacks just like Wait, a guy. Flow, you mean? Yes. What did I say? Did Henry. I say Henry? Yes. Hunter Renfro. Excuse me. Um, I picked him up a couple of weeks ago. He's going to be kind of boomer bust in terms of like, he's not going to be a 20 point a week, most weeks, 
but he's probably good for 10 on any given week. And if you need a flex guy or like a wide receiver two to fill in on a bye week or something like that, I think he's a really solid option. That's the thing about Renfro is he already has damn near 30 receptions. So his floor in PPRs extremely high. And yeah, he probably won't go off unless, you know, he catches a tud on a slant, you know, down at the five. Um, but that's okay. He's going to be a really reliable. I'm in a lot of like PPR dynasties where I got a field like four, but you know, I have the option of as many as five wide receivers and having a guy like Renfro as one of those options in your flex is very nice. A true boomer bust has been Rondell Moore, but Rondell Moore hovering around that top 30, 40 in PPR, even though he's not getting regular, touches and the dude's just such a playmaker he already has six rushing uh rushing attempts for 50 yards so he's they're getting him involved that way we just saw like the kind of spectacular catch he can make they spread it out and again if you're in one of these leagues not necessarily ppr because again he's boomer bust he's more feasting on big plays than anything but he's a guy where if you're in that league where you can use four to five wide outs and especially you got to kind of roll the dice you got to be a little more aggressive because you might be behind the eight ball and the guy you're going against has some safer options than you you throw rondell in there and you might you might steal some matchups that way and he's just fun i'm pro taking fun players in fantasy football because when you're watching a random game of a team you don't have any interest in other than i have this guy in fantasy having a, a guy like him that might take a jet sweep to the house you know might get a, a deep bomb over the DBs. He's just, he's fun. It's all supposed to be fun. And, and I love that. Um, I'm going to throw Michael Gallup out there now. Great one. It, I drafted him and I just put him on IR because I wasn't willing to risk somebody else picking him up, but he <laughs> is available in a lot of leagues. And again, you know, it's, it's going to be kind of frustrating in terms of he has to compete with so many different guys. And that now includes Schultz. I mean, he already had to battle it out with Cooper and, and CD Lamb, but Dak has trust in him. He's been a guy they've used to consistently stretch the field, and he actually gets a decent amount of red zone looks when it's all said and done. Uh, so I, I really think Michael Gallup can be a, a guy that you can add here late in the season and potentially end up being like a wide receiver one for you if he produces the way he could. Because I, you know, I thought he was going to be a top twenty-five guy this year before he got hurt. That is a really good one. That's a sneaky one to keep your eye on. Um... Really, those are the wide receivers I would focus my attention on. I know there's a lot of Marcus Callaway buzz. I'm not there yet. Um, I don't it's trust been that offense. Way too feaster famine and like a lot of that, you know, the, the Hail Mary, like it's a lot of kind of fluky. I'm not seeing this being replicable week in or week out. Um, what about Josh Gordon? Josh, well, you know, Kale's against it, but I, I think it is so evident that they're going to use them. They're lacking that outside number one guy, man. Um, Sammy Watkins on third down was crucial for them. And I'm not saying Josh Gordon is going to be that guy from, from a football standpoint, he's going to make opposing defenses think about him enough to kind of fill that gap. And Mahomes just has only has so many options. It's really been just 
Tyreek and Kelsey, and their defense can't stop anyone. So they got to. They can't run the ball. They're going to have to throw it all the time. Like at some point, he's just going to get targets because like they have to spread it around more. I I think there's sneaky value there, man. Um, Like I I get that he's got to stay on the team, but right. And the other pro the the other thing he's. He's legitimately one of the best football players I've ever seen with these stupid eyes of mine. That's the problem. So good. That's why everyone buys into this hype, and it's why Kale thinks it's an overreaction. And I get it completely, man. Um, but I'm just I, saying, like, I can't help myself. Me either. You know, like, so him and Richard Sherman, those were the two guys that kind of came off the street and basically ended up playing right away. Sherman looked like a guy that needed a month. Josh Gordon looked like a guy that could play right now. That's I just, well, I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be a real option for them, especially late in the season. It might take a month. You know, this might be a long play more than like this week in terms of helping your roster. But if you're in playoff contention and you've got a roster spot, just sitting there, he's worth stashing. Perfect. Um, I just want to throw out one last name. I know he almost had 200 yards combined yesterday, but Jonathan Taylor just he keeps ramming into the, the line and clearly is not the best running back that the Colts have. It's Marley so weird. Mack is available to you. Just pounce. I love it. Yes. If you've listened, Dre and I are not Jonathan Taylor guys. We haven't been for a long time. And yeah, we are team Marlon Mack. Team Marlon Mack, dude, he looked great yesterday against the against the Ravens. He looked extraordinary. So should have maybe got him a couple of more touches. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. Well, if you were a Colts backer, certainly <laughs> that's gonna do it for us. I'm glad that even five weeks in the book, lots of great topics here and lots of waiver wire pickups. Get those in tonight. We will be back next week. Thank you, my friend. Always a pleasure. Um, And thanks to producer Kale. Be back soon.